This is the Josh Moxie Journey. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 9.17 a.m. I think this is the earliest ever. Could be wrong. Anyways, uh, it is also uh, November, what is it, 18th, 2018, and this is Reflections. What are we at now? I think we're at Reflections 19 or 20. I don't remember. I'll fucking link it up, obviously, whatever it chooses to be, but I feel like this is going to be a really fucking good episode. I am feeling good. I hope to bring you value in some aspect, and really quickly, Reflections is a uh, weekly show where I get on camera and talk about my week and sum up what worked, what didn't, what I could have done better, uh, lessons, what I'm obsessed with, and just like really documenting a week in audio and video form for consumption. Wins. What were my favorite wins this week and how did I make this week awesome? Random, but like loved this so much, which was working on the the uh, lists landing page, which is, yeah, this is basically just like uh, when you come to the, when you come to lists and you're not signed in, you get dealt a landing page. And it's very simple. I do not want to make it anything more than really what it is right now, which is, it's a, it's just got some quick, t- uh, obviously the title lists, a subheading, a call to action, which is sign in, little thing at the bottom. It's like get your beta code by DMing me and some like nav bar shit. Uh, but what's going on in the background is a, uh, there is a gradient that is transitioning automatically. And what's actually going on behind the scenes is like this, by the way, this became so much more complicated than I was expecting it to with something like jQuery, which is, um, a library for building, uh, it's, it's a JavaScript library for just making things a lot easier in JavaScript, um, takes hard things, makes it easy, simple. But jQuery and React are very, like, you don't use the two together, generally speaking. And uh, jQuery is what I used previously before I started using React. So trying to build this transition thing in React has been, like, so much more complicated because React works so differently than the way jQuery does. So, but actually taking the time to, like, try out a bunch of fuck-ups. Because, like, I, I think I tried three or three things before... I got this transition uh, gradient component to work properly. And it's it's such an illusion. It's literally two divs that are changing color. It's like, it doesn't actually look anything like you'd expect it to encode um, because I'm just creating an optical illusion there, which is really cool. Uh, it's not that complicated, but it also is not how you'd think it's set up. But I loved working on this so much and it brought me so much joy to finally build this thing that I've been thinking about for so long, so long. And it's literally just a fucking gradient changing color, but it's so much more, it, it just doesn't work at all how you'd expect based on the way React works. So loved working on that, loved getting that list landing page going because like we're that close at this point and I'm going to offer a, um, a private beta code and that actually, yeah, I worked on uh, figuring out how the fuck I'm going to do the the uh, private beta code because we're that close at this point. So we've got the the uh, working on that elements of things. It's not 100% ready yet, but uh, we're close on that. I did a lot of bug fixing, a lot of uh, error handling, a lot of uh, status handling as well in terms of in terms of lists. I'm I'm excited. 
we're close. I'm trying to be even more imperfect in this aspect. And yeah, man, we're, I just, I just want to get this into people's hands and I'm not trying to like do anything really with lists. I just want friends and family to benefit from it. And I want, I want to benefit from it as well. I just, it's just something that's been lingering for so long. And then once it's in people's hands, I can start to like iterate upon it. And yeah, we're just trying to keep things fucking imperfect. Okay. That's what's great about a beta, private beta launch, because I don't have to like finish a bunch of things that I otherwise would. Worked a lot on something called the NIMSEM tracker, which is going to be how I'm going to track all of the work I'm doing with NIMSEM at, at a client and session level type of thing. And it's been really cool. Like the one thing I love so much is I did a session on my, on this like lack of clarity around the way the database is going to work and the, the relationship between different parts of the app. So how a client, uh, how the data of a client is linked to the data of a session type of thing. And how do I link those up? And like, uh, that's obviously pretty simple, but what gets complicated is there's like multiple things involved, like the practices, if you will, or the projects. Um, I don't know the actual names yet. And then you've got the clients and then the sessions and then the ATS and then, um, what do you call it? The, this almost like sub clients, AKA like the houses, the businesses, etc. And like, how do I link all of those together? And I have, I, I was, I took the time to just after, after doing two sessions on it, I took the time to sit down, chill in Google docs and literally just outline it all. It was just so divine. Everything came very easily, um, very effortless and very like downstream in a way. Um, and this is just so much nicer than trying to push You're you're pulling rather than pushing. It's a very, I don't want to do the efforting thing. I'd rather work with source rather than trying to ego it out. And like, I can, a lot of people work like in that manner where it's like trying to force and push and that's cool. You can do that if you'd like, but I'd much prefer working downstream and in flow with source and with when I'm energetically aligned, that's the way it, it works. So loved, loved that. And, uh, with NIM seven tracker, this is, I'm just working on all kinds of random things right now. Um, but just like really getting that I am, I could care less about design with this. I'm really just focused on getting the key problems solved and the data, data working correctly. And, uh, there's just like, yeah, random things that are working on here, but I'm excited to get this going and that's going to really, really help the way we work on NIMSEM. So I'm excited about that. I was so fucking amped after taking the quote unquote public L, if you will, with, uh, Josh Moxie Radio 001. So I was like super pumped to take a lot of action in that area. And I ended up getting completely up to date and caught up on all the playlists, which are actually, that's a lie. Caught up in the selection and ordering process. So I hadn't finished uh, 009 to 012. So I, this week I decided to channel all that anger and, and actually it wasn't that a lot of anger. There was some anger for sure, but it was just like focused and determination to like prove people wrong. And this is so simple. It's a fucking playlist, but still, I, uh, I collected 
the songs, I moved them around playlists to make sure they, the songs and playlists worked and fit, and uh, then roughly ordered them in the correct soft to hard order, which by the way, is becoming increasingly hard, harder be- as the songs get closer in hardness at the bottom, because my playlists are just so fucking heavy right now. So it's like, how the fuck do I order all of this dub stuff that sounds quite similar in hardness? So that's that's been fun. But I am, and also, side note, I am going to be doing 009 and up. That's a lot. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it all, but I definitely am starting with 009. I'm skipping fucking, I, this, this is the plan at least, to skip 002 to 008. So all of those are being skipped with the IGTV and it will just be available as playlists and on my website, obviously, but they're not going to get an IGTV video. Whereas 009 will, because it's just too fucking good to skip out on. I'm very excited for that playlist. And uh, oh yeah, there's just just a, a lot of good fucking music in this. I'm very excited for people to hopefully eventually start to appreciate this because I love it and it's very, very helpful for uh, music discovery and sound discovery. There's just a lot of great fucking dub stuff in this and even the soft songs. Like I'm finding myself listening to a lot of soft songs recently. So you're getting best of both worlds here. You're getting best of both worlds. Hit incline bench 160 for five reps. And I am 10 pounds away from benching my body weight for five. And that's fucking sick. Cannot wait. This is literally all I care about right now for incline bench. And also just appreciating the progress. It's fucking cool to be up from 105 or I think I think it was 105. It just feels really fucking good. And I'm enjoying the chest gains as well. It's just such an enjoyable journey. I love lifting weights. Increasing micro speed. There is this concept in Gary V land, if you will, called micro speed macro patience. It's very simple. On a macro level, this is the long term. You are patient as fuck, okay? Thing, it's like Gary, when people are like, you buying the Jets like in two years, he's like 20, okay? So that's macro patience. But micro speed is him every hour, every second of his day is accounted for, okay? And that is the micro speed aspect of it. He's, he's slow in the, in the macro and patient as fuck, but in the micro, he's like hustling and bustling and allocating every second he can for that macro vision. So for me, I was finding that I was not, I'm not, even in this moment, I'm not doing enough in a micro speed sense. I'm not allocating the time a day uh, properly. Like I can be doing so much more. So like the past few days have been really focusing on how can I increase my micro speed? How can I do more within the time I have? How can I increase my output? How can I be more productive? How, how can I increase my urgency? How can I just get more shit done within this window I have in a ga- in a daily uh, daily basis? So that's been really good. And there's been some tips and I'll, I'll share them in lessons, but man, it's, it's just so important like to have the balance of those two things, the micro speed and the macro patience. I think I have a macro patience down, but the micro speed I have to get better at. So we'll be doing that. Related to that, I'm on my phone less because I'm trying to just get more shit done and it feels rewarding. Um, I'm always on my phone per se, meaning like there are 
books and audios and uh, music, whatever the fuck I'm using in the background. And of course, like the productivity, productivity apps, things like MyFitnessPal and what else? Just all types of random shit like that, right? But there's like less of social because I'm, I'm just not getting rewarded in the same way I have been in the past from just consuming. And I just, I'm just in the mood to get more shit done. Really, it's just what's up. And I just want to continue increasing on that type of feeling right there and just get a lot of fucking progress. Staying disciplined and not caving for Baseship. Yeah, there is a, there is an announcement for Baseship 4 in Montreal that Elenium's playing. And Elenium, by the way, this week I've been enjoying listening to Elenium's mixes. I think Ashes to Ashes is what they're called. And uh, shout out Q for sharing those with me. But uh, th- those have been really enjoyable, as well as just listening to Elenium's songs. Just like it a lot recently. It's very fucking vibey and beautiful. But uh, he's at Base Ship 4. And I do not have the time, or I don't have the money. I do uh, I do have the time, in theory. But I don't have the money for Base Ship 4. So I can, I'm not going. I'm choosing not to go. And I'm going to stay disciplined about that. And unless something changes where I do have the money to go, maybe I'll consider it. But it's just such awful timing because I like to reflect on the end of the year at that point. And it's uh, December 28th or something like that. Anyways, it's not good timing. So I'm going to hopefully, not even hopefully, I'm not going unless something changes in my financial decisions. So I'm glad that I'm sticking to my guns with that. Feels good better. How could I have made this week better and what are things I can do to improve next week? Prioritizing based on long-term vision rather than short-term feelings. This is very key. In moments I can like want to prioritize what I'm passionate about or what I feel like doing but if I'm not mapping from the long-term vision I am throwing myself probably off course in theory. I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that but I just think that the idea of reverse engineering the vision, taking taking this big thing and then bringing it down to what can I do today to move this all forward or to bring myself closer to this or to bring it closer to me. Um, this is the key. And I can sometimes just like, there can be things I don't want to do and end up just like not doing or pushing it back a little bit. I eventually ever pretty much do everything I don't feel like doing at some point, but I can push it back and not do it in its proper time when it should be done. And that's a little bit problematic. So that is something to consider going forward um, to just like really get clear on I am doing this today because it's pulled down from the master plan, the master vision, whatever you want to call it. Less podcasts, and more audiobooks and courses. I love so much podcasts, but at the same time, you can only go so deep in a 15-minute, a one-hour, a two-hour <clears throat> episode. Whereas with books and audiobooks and um, audio courses, you can go so much deeper with all of that extra time. Some of it might be fluff, I'm sure, but at the same time, you can. There's just like an element that is just very different from podcasts and I love podcasts so much obviously but there is just this pull for me right now that I know I should I really should take the time to listen to more audiobooks because 
I just feel like I am uh, not learning at a deep enough level right now and I require doing so in order to be properly satisfied and also it's just part of the vision. You have to learn XYZ things um, or I have to learn XYZ things in order to go where I want to go and I haven't done a good enough job of learning X, Y, and Z. Drawing things out in or pseudo-coding them, if you will, before I try to build them. Um, even something as simple as that that transition with the gradients thing I was talking about with lists in the landing page. I tr- originally tried to do it without outlining the things, the steps, if you will, in which the code would work. Or, yeah, so like that led to confusion and slowing down because I wasn't, I wasn't um, working on it in a way where I was like, I just didn't wrap my head around it fully. And once you, if you don't wrap your head around it fully, it's a very slow process. So taking the time to even on the smallest things outline exactly what's going to happen. Because if you can do that, it's very easy to manipulate it. And once it's out on paper or out on code or whatever the fucking medium, once it's out in front of your eyes, it's much easier to understand what the fuck to do, how to change it, how to fix it, uh, how you can do it better, etc. So it's very key to just remind myself that even on the smallest things, always pseudo code them first or draw them out or what have you. It doesn't really matter about code. It's just the whole point is making sure you fully understand something before you properly build it to speed up the building process. Posting more content on the podcast. I haven't posted this week. And as I say this, the thing that's next up on upload is Reflections 16. But what's been the holdup is moving to MOV now that I'm using original files. So I had to like it's just the codec and all of this fucking shit and like Premiere bogging out on me. It's just been a fucking beautiful journey, I must say. It's just irritating as hell. It's not It's not a beautiful journey at all. But uh, I want Premiere Pro to work properly because it is not working. And it's just, it's been no fun. I just want to fucking upload. I'm behind on reflections. And yeah, I miss posting content. And I also want to create more content and related to this i'd want to first of all i want to get premiere pro working again i want to upload again and i want to create more content that isn't reflections but i uh, haven't taken the time to do that yet so like there's just a million different things i could be doing right now for content but uh, i just want to get up to speed on reflect reflections because i'm so behind right now going to bed earlier waking up earlier i've talked about this a million fucking times but uh i'm I tried implementing this today. I got up at, actually, I, I fucking napped at 12, got up at 12.40, started my fucking day, did weekly reflections in the Google Doc, and then I woke up, or I went to bed thinking I was going for a nap. I ended up sleeping for five hours, and then uh, got up at like seven-ish or whatever. Yeah, it was actually closer to eight, but uh, this feels good. I like getting up early and would like to continue this. The goal is to keep this going, and this is why I woke up early today. It's just I want to, uh, I just want to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. It feels so fucking nice. Lessons. What were my biggest lessons this week? For lagging muscle groups, add an extra set, okay? This is so simple, but fuck. I do three sets in my Greek God workouts, and uh, 
if a muscle group is lagging, just add another one. So now we have four. This has been really helpful for me for skull crushers, lateral raises, and incline dumbbell curls, which is uh, these three are lagging probably the most out of any exercise and body part. So I am excited to watch like how how it feels different the next day if I add that extra set. So well, I'm excited to see how this progresses things. It's just such a simple little hack, but damn, I'm enjoying it. I realized how much my mood is correlated to if I'm feeling loved or if I'm feeling unloved, okay? If I am feeling loved, I feel awesome. If I'm feeling unloved, my mood goes to absolute shit. And it's been cool to watch the awareness here as I go throughout my day. And there's there's clearly rules set up in my brain that are related to this. Meaning, if XYZ happens, I, in my brain, I decide I choose to feel ABC feeling. And I can go more into rules on another video, but that is absolutely the case here. And I've just created rules that need updating clearly because I shouldn't feel unloved for the certain things that are the rules that are set up. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to change that, but it's just cool to watch as, uh, as powerful as rules are. So you can call them feeling rules. It's really what they are. You choose to feel a certain way based on X, Y, Z actions, circumstances, etc. If I want motivation to go faster or to increase urgency or to do more, all I have to do is look at a big to-do list or just a to-do list in general. Once I have a to-do list, it becomes very easy for me to be motivated because I'm now like motivated by the act of completion of these actions, knowing that it'll get me the result I'm looking for um, down the line or sooner than down the line. So just like also be cautious of how you're doing this because if you look at a too big to-do list and you're not seeing it as uh, biting the, or eating the elephant one bite at a time, aka working out knowing that you can only do one task at a time, so it's not worth like freaking out over. But so if you can do that, that's great. If you don't do that, you're going to burn yourself out if you try this because you'll become instantly overwhelmed if your to-do list is too big because there's just too much to do and you're not focused on one thing, you're focused on all of them, which is not a great way of doing this. So be cautious with that, but it's a very, very easy way to keep yourself motivated, or at least for me, because I just like getting things done. I like um, creating, I just like destroying to-do lists, okay? It's just such a fucking, it's a fun game. I love that so much. Related to that, keep a an ongoing to-do list of, any open loops or lingering tasks in a place that you're going to see it. So for me, I have it set up in a way where I track all my wins on a daily basis and in a weekly format. So like all seven days are right there. Uh, and I've got like my, my power list and then additional wins, the date, but at the bottom of this list, and I'm seeing it at the end of every day, or I, I'm seeing it every day because I only add the days as I go on. So I'm seeing this list and it's a, it's, it's quite large, but it keeps all of my open loops there. So I'm not like forgetting them and it also keeps me motivated. So 
very, very key to keep those things in, in, uh, the brain. So it just constantly keeps it fueled and like, man, looking at that thing when I have a few extra minutes or whatever, I'm like, shit, I can, I can do more. It's speeding up my micro speed. It's increasing my urgency. It's increasing motivation. There's just a bunch of different great things that come from keeping to-do lists. And again, don't burn yourself. Be cautious of how you think about it. It goes one step and one task at a time. I was very surprised to learn that how the other exercises I was doing in Greek God, so chin-ups, and I assume probably, uh, I, here's the thing, I don't know exactly what's going on, I'm just fucking watching it happen, um, but I assume it's something to do with like lateral raises, shoulder press as well, and those three of the chins, lateral raises, and shoulder press have made my pull-ups stronger. I decided to switch to pull-ups because I'm stagnant with chin-ups right now and I've plateaued on my progress. I think it was like, yeah, I was actually going down. So moving to pull-ups right now. But it was really cool to watch my pull-up numbers be close to my chin-ups, which is insane because the last time I did pull-ups, it was just like the numbers are so different now. So it's very, very cool to uh, to watch how the pull-up numbers have grown without me actually working specifically on that exercise. I love that. So fucking sick. When in doubt, do an energy work on the lack of clarity and then go define shit, okay? So I don't know how much value this brings if you're either not paying for energy work or you cannot do energy work, but if you are one of those two people, um, take the time to, after energy work is done, go into like a Google Doc or get out your paper and pen or pencil or what have you and clarify things, outline things. With me, I'm specifically referring to the NIMSEM database design. Like I, t- I think I already talked about this, but uh, the the act of having that energy work done aligns me to it and removes resistance so things are working in divine ways now and it becomes very clear like after after that session was done going into google docs and really just outlining everything and it was just like it all just made so much sense it's i love energy work man it's so fucking cool so that is so crucial and it just like it's so magical and it just really speeds things up so you don't have to like will things into existence you just allow and allow with the underlying intention of I'm going to take action upon this and not just like fucking sit there on your couch or whatever. So that's the key point there. I love looking at saves on in my Instagram posts. Saves for me mean I am impacting a person at a level where they're like, oh fuck, that was so good type of thing. Or, oh my God, that meant so much to me. So they actually saved it into a collection. I love that so much. I try not to track the vanity metrics because they're also fucking stupid in the short term, but I really, really appreciate saves because it means that I created a feeling within someone that meant enough where they actually took the action to uh, save it for later, which is really fucking cool. And that's it's really what I'm about and really what I'm trying to chase here, which is how can I impact a person forever with what I'm sharing right now? Whether that's 
me impacting them right now or me impacting them later. I don't fucking care. I mean, there's part of me that wants it right now, but another part of me knows that a lot of this impact is going to come later. Uh, it's just a, it's just going to, just going to be the case when I have this crazy fucking database archive or archive archive, if you will, of, uh, all of this documenting and, uh, content and a million different other things that is like, this is all going to happen in like a 20 year window. I can see it now. It's just going to take a long fucking time. So I'm open to it. I am committed to the long haul and, uh, yeah, just trying to enjoy the journey of that on a day to day basis. Premiere pro. If you could fucking work though, that'd be amazing. This would speed up things a lot. <laughs> yeah. I realized I am not satisfied with, uh, low income. And obviously this has been something that's been lingering for a long time. And I've, this is not a new thought per se, but just like, as of yesterday, I'm like, motherfucker, I cannot make a hundred K and be satisfied. It's just not, it's not within me. And of course, a hundred K would be sick. Uh, and I'm, that would place me above so many people's incomes, but man, I just fucking crave building a shit ton of money, a shit ton of wealth. Long-term, I just want to dominate in that aspect. And that's part of business. It's part of business success. And, uh, I think I can do it. So we'll see how, we'll see how that desire plays out. But, um, yeah, I just, I know I want more. I want more wealth. And of course, of course I want impact above all, but Man, there's nothing, there's nothing fucking honorable about not making uh, a ton of money. There's just not. So let's not romanticize um, lack of money or lower income because the two are not mutually exclusive. Impact, money, or impact and uh, income, they are absolutely joined at the fucking hip. You can learn a ton from books and podcasts and audiobooks and courses and seminars, what have you. But until you really apply it in real life, um, these things are not like real quote unquote lessons. I'm even cringing at like, because I, I did write down like things I just learned from like a podcast or whatever in the lesson section, but it is only truly knowledge and truly integrated once you've applied it in your life. That way you can see like with your own eyes, this works or this doesn't work. And it's just about testing what we've learned and putting it into practice because, or else we just become fucking professional students, which is so the wrong move. It's just not funny. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I've become someone of action in what I'm learning rather than the person who's too scared to get started. I like fucking up. It is it. And there's part of me that doesn't at the same time, but in many ways I do like fucking up right now because it's showing me, first of all, it's just like fuel to, for the fire. And once I'm burning shit, go shit goes. <laughs> so it's, so there's that aspect of it, but it's also just like, I don't know. It just makes the wind fucking sweeter. And I'm learning this a lot with Josh Moxie radio right now, but, uh, seriously, man, it's, it's about implementing the things we learn 
rather than just reading and learning forever, it only truly it only truly becomes knowledge once you've taken the time to implement it in your own life and watch the results or lack thereof um, happen or don't. So it's only when you really see it happen or not with your own eyes that you can truly integrate what the fuck the lesson is because you've, you're, you're seeing it in your own experience. And that's what it's all about, experience. And I love these things because I am just sharing my experiences and what's working, what's not. And uh, it's, man, applying is the way. Learning forever without applying is not the way. Period, end of fucking story. Positive failure is such a motivator for me. It is fucked. I specifically just thinking about Josh Moxie radio and how my response to that immediately was like, let's fucking make this better. And let's let there's just, there was multiple things going on at the same time, but I was so motivated to prove people wrong. I am. This is one of my biggest motivators. How can I make the people who doubt me look like fucking idiots? That's really where it comes from. It's a super dark intention and it really, really helps me get shit done when I am requiring that extra energy. So that is just the truth. I do want to make people look really fucking stupid if they doubt me and, and if they are wrong. If I'm wrong, I would like to look like the fucking idiot, okay? But if I'm not wrong and I am right, or sorry, if I am wrong, can't speak. If I'm right, I would like nothing more than to subtly rub it in their faces. Uh, that is just the case. You could call that immature, you could call that whatever. It's, it's just going to be a massive reason for my success long term. I care so much about it. It just means the world to me. <laughs> so it's like that, that key of, the key takeaway here is just like fail publicly because it gives you fuel to prove those motherfuckers wrong. And yeah, I just feel, I just feel good about public failure for some reason. It's, uh, it's fun. It's, I, it exposes the truth. People fucking show their true colors when failure occurs. Um, and I'm talking about like people, how they respond to things. Um, who fucks with it, who doesn't, why they do or don't, things like this. It's very, uh, it very brings the truth out, which I like. Truth is always, always the best. Delusion versus perseverance. This is strictly observation. And I was just thinking about, I was watching, or I was listening to a Funt Case interview, who is a dubstep DJ and producer. And he was just talking about how in essence, how he stuck to his guns and stuck to his sound and let the world come to him. And this is a very fine line of doing this because for me, I find that if you're following your intuition and creating out of like a place of love and uh, really just following from a almost like a divine place, if you will, either you're going to morph into something and evolve into something or the world is going to morph and evolve and come to you. So either way, there will eventually be a match so long as you are energetically aligned to that outcome occurring. Because if you're not, I strongly believe this is when we see the people who 
never succeed in what they're doing creatively. Um, and not even not limited creatively as well, just like in general, but I really think of like creatives in this, in this aspect where you see like that person who is working on that one thing forever and is not working correctly. Um, there is an energetic block in my opinion. This is what I believe at least. And, uh, I, I had to watch this for myself as well. So I'm very caught because I fear being that person who doesn't have the world come to them. Uh, but I think I'm doing a good job of paying attention to how I'm feeling and my feelings will guide me long term to wherever I want to go. It's just a process of uh, detaching and reducing ego and just overall caring less and being less romantic about things. And rather than in, in that aspect, that's when I can see more clearly, do I need to change or does the world need to change? And just like finding that balance and awaiting and enjoying the journey while one of the two things is changing. So, and then eventually there's that lineup and then there's a really cool fucking moment when the world loves what you're creating and I cannot wait for that. And in the meantime, I just create and enjoy the process. Yeah, I used to feel hurt when people would skip my content. And I actually, that's a lot. Sometimes I do feel hurt, but it's pretty rare at this point. Now I'm feeling, it's, what's shifted is my, like I've, I've realized that it's, I should feel compassion. I should feel bad for people um, who are missing the point and would rather consume entertainment than consume a valuable lesson. And I'm not talking specifically about, about what I'm sharing. I'm talking about when I share other people's stuff and they don't see it and they miss the point. Um, and they would rather just skip the story or skip the post or whatever, because they would rather go and, uh, go and consume something less, less heavy. And, uh, it's sad for me because I know that every time they're doing that, if it's a consistent thing, they're, they're losing out on a lesson they could be learning that would change their future forever. And that makes me sad because I want people to learn. I want people to evolve. I want people to succeed in whatever their desires are. I want people to be happy. And, uh, I just think that the, the lessons I'm either, uh, sharing or sharing other people's lessons and stuff like that, whether it's me, I don't care if it's me or others. I just would love if people could uh, evolve and grow. And yeah, I just, it means a lot to me. And I know how much just one piece of content can change the trajectory of someone's life. Uh, I am evidence of that. Shout out your wish is your command. So yeah, this is actually the first thing I'm recording in today's episode, but I don't have it written down and I'm just observing this in real time, which is, what holds me and I'm sure holds other people back is this notion that we have to like do things a certain way. I'm catching myself looking at um, my wins right now in this, in this reflections episode. And I'm like, I, there's part of my brain that's like, I should have, I should do it this way. And I have to do it in a certain way. And then the other part of me is like, which is the good part of me, which is uh quote unquote is looking at this and it's like, how can I do things differently? How can I test this theory? How can I try things in a different way and hopefully achieve a different result? And uh, this is just about like evolution, really. 
we sit in these patterns and then we get used to it and we stay in our little fucking box and uh, we get like almost like scared or I don't know the exact it's like a fear of change or or judgment if they or fear of failure there's a bunch of different potentials for why you stay in the box but let's disrupt the box let's break the boxes borders and edges and expand upon that because like if we just stay in these fucking boxes if we can't try new things and then if we can't try new things and we don't try new things we're not going to achieve better results than we're getting we might go below and it might actually not work at all which is a learning lesson um so you get clarity on what not to do next time so it's not a a loss per se it's just you're gaining clarity and now you know what not to do and you just won't do that again and it's pretty fucking simple i feel like that's just life in general just like try new things if you fuck up don't do it again or do it in a different way and uh eventually you just figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do and the ideal things and then do more of that do less of the things that don't work and uh eventually i think you just come out on top i don't think it's that complicated trial and fucking error i'm obsessed with walking dead this is this season nine is really fucking good tv like they've done such a good job of rebounding from this whole i like season eight i think it was season seven what was it season seven and season eight that was uh that was interesting uh it was really fucking slow and a lot of it, like obviously it had to happen in order to get here but the new arcs that have been introduced um have just been incredible the whisperers just got introduced last episode and damn they're good from what i've obviously seen i've only seen fucking uh, 10 seconds of them because that's all there's been but man walking dead is so good right now i'm obviously rick has gone to this point but they've they've so far done a good job of rebounding it and i'm actually like so interested in what's happening going forward which i of course always am to a degree with walking dead but it's just it's so nice right now really enjoying this tv food wise been obsessed with porridge and cocoa biscuits or the fuck these are called cocoa snaps i think it's the actual term on the box but they're just like chocolate cookies or whatever and obviously porridge is porridge but man ah, these things porridge with some syrup and a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of milk is just phenomenal and then the cocoa biscuits or cocoa snaps these things are just so damn tasty i love good tasting shit and these are my current go-tos in terms of what I care about most and what are new for food. Thanks so much for taking the time to consume this, whether it was on audio or video or what have you. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day and I hope you got some value from this. I hope you learned something. I hope you apply whatever you learned because that's the key thing right there like we talked about. And I hope it inspired you or entertained you or however you got value from this i hope i brought you value that is my fucking goal here in addition to documenting my life and my journey uh as josh moxie um what can i what else can i say 
I hope this episode came out well. I covered a lot of content. I might cut a lot of this, but uh, I enjoyed this episode. And if you found value in this, however you may have found value, uh, please do me a favor. Like, comment, share, subscribe, rate, follow, um, what have you. Whatever that thing is on your medium, however you feel. If you felt it earned that response. So... Thank you so much for watching. And as always, my name is Josh Moxie and I'll catch you later.